GM, GM, give me just a second. I'm going to send out some invites. You guys should definitely come up here. If not, I will gladly talk for a little bit by myself. I've got no issue with that. Rooster, I'm impressed you're up this early, man. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, shit, I'm typically up this early. Uh, driving girlfriend to work right now. Oh, nice, man. Very nice. Tell her hey for me. Kaleo says what's up. She says, hey, wonky stunks are inevitable. Hey, that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Dude, it's uh, fucking 32 degrees here right now. It's a little uh, bit chilly. That's kind of nice, though, right? Like, Yeah, except I got winter? a concert on Halloween. Which it's getting down to 11. Oh, wait, like concert at Red Rock? Yeah, it's concert at Red Rock. Okay, that, that is a little bit rough, then. Yeah, looks like I'm going as Ralphie's little brother for Halloween at the the show because it's going to be cold as shit. Oh, dude, that is tough. (laughs) You just have to, you know, got to put on a liquid blanket as well and just enjoy the night. It's a liquid blanket. You mean like 40% alcoholic beverages? Something like that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually, the only reason I'm hosting this early, um, is I am hitting the road here in about an hour and actually having a weekend where I'm going to go hang out like with Hondo and a few of the boys got a guy's weekend. So, um, been a while since I've been able to make it up there and visit him. So yeah, man, like, but I wanted to go ahead and knock, you know, have, make sure to keep the streak alive because if I didn't do it now, then I don't know when I'd make it happen. It'd have to be like Sunday, man. No, even Sunday, I wouldn't be able to, I'm, I'm going to be on the road for like, you know, through Monday or Tuesday. So nice, nice. What y'all going to get into? Oh, dude, not much. I mean, honestly, like, you get a little bit older, things get a little bit more chill. I think just grilling out, like, grilling out, hanging out. I mean, I don't think there's really too much planned. Um, Just, you know, like, catching up with a few different friends that are, you know, living across the state, all coming over there to visit, hang out. And, um, you know, I'll just, we'll see where it goes. I think the weekend, and I mean, I think the weather might be a little bit on and off as far as whether or not it'll be cruddy. So, you know, but just going out, hanging out with good friends, like, I I feel like it's one of those things you don't have to have something planned to be, you know, to be a good time. You can just, you know, go be there and, you know, usually, (laughs) usually all the rest takes care of itself. How'd your trading go this week? Uh, dude, I didn't really trade much, you know, I, I mean, heck, <laughs> like that's one of the things that I brought up is that I really just haven't been trading too much the past month. And it's been a really, really nice break. I mean, on the flip side, a lot of that time is spent with SoFi, which has been an absolute <laughs> roller coaster. I mean, like, 
Uh, so tons of ups and downs there. Uh, but you know, as far as just not having to manage a leverage position 24 seven and, you know, be so focused about rotating into the next thing and out of the, you know, it's just been really refreshing. And, you know, it's been one of those things where I've just been trying to practice what I preach. We're trying to stack a bit of spot, but, um, you know, as much as I think that the market can go up higher from here, I, I'm still bullish. I just, I've got some PTSD from, you know, the six month period before the happening last cycle. And I get it right. Different market conditions, you know, like we had a black swan event with COVID, but I really, I, I just don't think it's time to put the foot on the gas as far as trying to swing in, swing out, like capitalize on those type of, you know, that type of trading quite yet. You know, for me, it's just about capital preservation, slowly stacking, looking for buys that, you know, will increase the dry powder that I have available a year from now, not, not a month from now, not a week from now. It's like having that one year mindset right now well also you know just like you also practicing what i preach um i was dabbling with it this week with extremely high leverage and trying to be in and out of my trades within uh 30 minutes to an hour just trying to condition myself for the the stress and anxiety of uh you know what comes with the crypto market uh made, made, made a couple good trades this week so uh Happy with that. Were you in on Pepe? Was that one of them? Uh, at one point, I did try to short Pepe, but I closed that position real quickly, let me tell you. But no, n- no meme coins. I was pretty much just doing uh, Solana uh, between like 25 and 50x leverage. Nice, man. Yeah, Sol had a lot of nice volatility. I mean, volatility is really what you want if you're trading. So, like, the, the conditions are right now infinitely better than they were a month or two ago. Um, so, I, I mean, hey, more power to anybody trading this right now. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's terrible conditions, too. I just think it's one of those things that, you know, blindly longing here, like, Blindly logging with max leverage, expecting on, up only for the next. Like, I just still don't think that we're there quite yet. I mean, I I believe 40k is a magnet. Again, I'm still bullish, but I just I look back to where I was a year ago. Like, and uh, you know, I shared this in the post that I did last night when I was like, I guess cracked out on some caffeine at 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> and. It was about the story of February of 2020. Um, that was really what set me up for that really rough year where I was just overconfident heading into the happening. I was like, man, this is it, right? You know, we're bouncing back from this base. We had this nice breakout and, you know, everything was trending up and then COVID hit and I was overexposed and dude, I, I wrecked myself on that move down. And the irony of it all, all of those buys that I made in February, that I made in January, that I made previously to that, that I was long with and ended up getting wrecked from, would have been incredible buys a year later. 
right? Like, had I been able to hold on to the position, but because I was levered into it, they were terrible buys. And that's kind of what I look at right now. I'm like, dude, <laughs> right now, I think everything that you buy is going to be an incredible buy a year from now. And I've got in like super, super high level of confidence in that. But on the flip side, I just don't have as high of a level of confidence that it's going to be like that, you know, a month or two from now. I want it to be. And, you know, from what I'm looking at, it will. But I've been humbled by the market plenty of times before. So I would rather right now just wait to go full on risk in 2024 when I'm more confident of like, you know, of where the market's going to be. So for right now, I'm kind of just taking a little bit more of a break through the end of the year. Maybe I'll do a couple positions here and there. Um, but just a bit more of a backseat compared to what I normally would do. I want to be really refreshed coming into 2024, man. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and I wasn't so much just like blindly longing as doing a little bit of TA with the overall market sentiment. Honestly, my, my best trade of the week, um, was just setting a, a, a limit long on Solana and, you know, overnight and it like kissed it to the penny. And I woke up at like 150% and immediately closed it, even though it would have been, if I let it run for a few more hours and I woke up, it probably would have been like 200%. Um, that was my best one. <laughs> I was actually being asleep during the entire trade. Uh, but there have been many times this week because my, the way I like to trade is I, uh, I like to long bottom of the ranges and short top of the ranges and, you know, get a quick scalp uh, or be proven wrong within, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Or at least that's how I've been trading in the, in the bear market. Um, there have been many times where I would set my limits and I'd be scammed by like half of a penny on my entry. And it would have <laughs> went like a, a hundred plus percent. So need to tweak that a little bit, give myself a little bit more room uh, for entry. And um, one thing that I've, I am kind of kicking myself for is not believing in any memes during the bear, right? You have like a lot, most of your major meme coins, the ones that like people know have done a good this past week, like five to 15 X. And there have been some that I've been watching for, you know, over a month now. Like, I can't tell you how many times I pulled up the the Smurf cat chart throughout this past month. I've been like, should I buy this? Nah, it looks like a dead. <laughs> it looks fucking dead right now. Like, I, I'm not going to buy it. I didn't believe in any of the memes. And Smurf cat would have been like a 15x uh, if I had bought, you know, sometime within the past month. But that is one thing I fumbled was not believing in any of the any of the memes the past month or two, really. Yeah, man, memes are powerful. Um, yeah, you know, like the memes have been powerful, and it, it, like, it, okay, as far as trading, one thing that is a little bit more interesting to me, as far as you know looking into something a little bit more degen would be getting a little bit more plugged back into the meme scene <laughs> because memes are just kind of fun, man. Like it's fun doing the on chain stuff. Um, I, I, I think 
the difference is it's like when you're talking about on chain and meme trading and you have an account my size, like I, I, I legit can't talk about any of that stuff, which is what robs a little bit of the joy from it because it's fun to be able to talk through some of those as it's happening. I mean, you can do it in DMS and stuff like that, but as far as any type of public posts, it's just, you know, you don't know if these things are going to be rugs or not. So, you know, if you put, uh, it's just not worth it, right? <laughs> like, it's really not because you you don't want to accidentally mention something and then people think, oh man, this is going to be the next 100x or you're like, honestly, bro, I'm right there with you. This shit could rug on me. I could end up at zero or not. Like, you know, but at the same time, that's kind of what makes it a little bit. <laughs> fun right it's like is this gonna 20x or is this gonna end up yeah it's walking on the edge of the cliff (laughs) yeah 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 like those are a little bit fun because that's the type of thing where you can put in you know there there's such low liquidity at least you know unless you catch a runner that you really can't play with too much dry powder that you're gonna hurt yourself too badly in the first place you know, it's not like playing with some of these higher market cap coins on a centralized exchange that have like pretty good liquidity that you can run yourself down fast. You know, with these, you can you can deposit a couple of ETH and have a blast. Um, Maddie, my man, I, I I just want to rotate conversation real quick and say a late happy birthday to you um how was that cruise good to have you back up here oh, i appreciate that brother much love wonky fam hope everybody's doing good man i appreciate the birthday shout out i feel like i'm still on the cruise <laughs> i've been in this crazy funk all week like all i want to do is be back in the caribbean on that beach just chilling dude <laughs> and mentally i'm still there but you know the vibes are good here and i'm glad to share the space today with you guys and much love man how you doing Oh, doing well, man. I mean, <laughs> uh, doing well. Can't complain. Um, yeah, we missed you last week, but you know, glad that you were able to have, um, you know, have that break. And I guess it's shoot. Yeah, it, it's been a week. Uh, my my timeline is getting all <laughs> all kinds of mixed up right now, man. Um, yeah, special happy birthday to the Wonky fam too, man. Um, it was bittersweet not being here last week, but you know I'm always here in heart with you guys, and and you know I love the vibes always, brother. It was, uh, yeah. it, it's been an incredible two years with this family, man. It, you know, it, it's been uh, something kind of unbelievable in a sense. So, and we're here stronger than ever right now. And I know everybody's quote unquote calling us a little bull market right now, but I still think it's a bear and we're vibing harder than ever in the bear too. So I, uh, I just love this family. I love the connections, love the vibes, man. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you, dude. It's been one of those things where I think that overall, like considering what NFTs have done the past couple of years, the stocks are in as good of a position as they possibly could be right now, both, you know, from community standpoint from, and, and you know, it's reflected in the price too, right? Like overall, considering what the majority of a lot of these projects have done and where we've been able to hold up, you know, I, but 
regardless of where price has been throughout the course of the past several months, like the vibes have been the same, right? That's the most important thing. And, you know, that's what makes me so bullish heading into this, you know, the next bull market, because eventually NFTs are going to have their time. This Like, it's going to happen. And I, I just think that we're really well primed as far as having that spotlight whenever the time hits, man. It just makes sense, right? Like, you know, when you're talking about a flight to safety and a flight to quality, I... I mean, I think that we've proven our, like, we've earned our stripes there. You know, I think it's also uh, quite funny, too, like, in, you know, in our chats and all that, you'll come in and you'll say, like, people don't even know that I'm the creator of Wonky Socks. People are still finding out about it. And I think what it is, is people have been searching for consistency. They've been searching for something that's, in, in an essence, pure, right? And that's what I think, you know. Our, our stable is here and and that's where people start getting a little bit more drawn into it and then on top of that the connections that are inevitably made here as well too and that consistency is the, i think the ultimate key in this game of nfts i mean you've seen it and 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 here we are we're still thriving vibing gotta love it man you know it's not yeah. just the game of nfts though it's the game of everything in this space oh yeah facts for sure Speaking about consistency, I mean, people just love that word. You can consistently not deliver and still catch a bid like Moonbirds this past week. Dead cat bounce, bro. Dead cat bounce. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the day that we flip Moonbirds. I'll definitely screenshot that one. It's inevitable. I mean, it's inevitable on flipping a lot of shit in this space. You know, the, one thing that keeps me here and keeps me coming back is this family. This R- Room 110 family, just the connections here. And to see us still, you know. In- this space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. And that roots your favorite word, the consistency. We have consistency with intention, though. That's the difference. That's that's the that's the key factor right there. Is that intention with it? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, it's one of those things where, it, you know, like you look at right now, for instance. I mean. I hate talking too much about price and mechanics and this, that, and the other, but like, you know, let's just be real with it. When you look at just the gap, like we look at there are people that are like, Oh man, that wall that somebody put up at 0.19 ETH, dude, it's like, it's only 16 ETH to get through that, right? Like whenever, whenever the real NFT bull market hits, bro, it's like 16 ETH. That's one buy. Like that's nothing, you know, that's, like that's three pudgy penguins you know so as far as the real catalyst for this is concerned the funny thing about this space in general is you know as price does go up so does the appreciation for the art so does the appreciation for a lot of the other things behind the story and you know, like what we see now, unfortunately, a lot of people don't see until things start to trend up, but they are. And like, that's one of the reasons, you know, like you, this this past week that I finally just decided, all right, like it's been a minute since I've added to the stomp collection. I just gave away 
a bunch so i need to refill a little bit so that's why i ended up refilling a little bit which eventually will be given away again but um you know like i i believe in it and like it's one of those things where i'm not you know if you're if you're in the the, the audience and you're expecting some type of massive pump like in the next couple of weeks like bro this isn't the place for you <laughs> like there's nothing that I'm going to do with the stocks that is going to, I'm not going to ever drop some announcement and say, Hey, we've got this, that, or the other that's coming up and we're going to change. Right. You know, we stick to what we've stuck to where there's no roadmap, no utility. It's just the art, just the vibes, just the community. And I really do believe that that's enough. And like by building something with that as the foundation, you know, it, <sighs> By the time that it does succeed, it's unstoppable. Well, that foundation has also, I think, helped a lot of people with personal growth as well, too. Um, I remember when a lot of people got into this project, you know, Free Mint Day, uh, it was a lot of people's first NFTs. And they were, you know, capitalizing on this in a bull run, a massive bull run. And everybody expects, you know, um, you know, up only this, that, and the other. And I think not only this, but the time that we've spent here growing with one another, it's matured us in our decision-making as well. And, and I, I think that's a very strong piece of the foundation with this community, with what we have established here. Uh, we, we all mature together. We all grow together so we can make better financial decisions for one another. Bro, I was so fucking cringe. <laughs> over two years ago in the in the crypto space Facts. everything that i was doing was so fucking stupid <laughs> i was right there with you in the beginning dude so many stupid things over the years i mean but that's part of it like right you live and you learn i i mean but that's one of the things again i have no idea what type of caffeine i was cracked out on last night typing up some of this stuff but like, I must have been Colombian. It might have been, it might have been I, but I was up, I was lit, and I typed up some lessons from the past thing. And one of the things, though, that I think is really true is that I've learned over the course of the past several years, you can't cheat the process, right? If you want to do anything sustainable, you have to do it the right way, and you have to put in the work, and you have to put in the time. And where I'm getting at from that is it's like, dude, all of these massive runs that I've ever had where, you know, they're high leverage runs, super high risk. And I've retraced them. You know, it was because I was trying to cheat the process, right? Like it worked for a while. I put in some type of work, but you know, in essence, by continuing to be greedy with that, it wasn't something that was sustainable. So the biggest lesson from all of that, and I mean, it translates back to like building a project and building a community with something like this too. I think there's so many projects that are out there in the NFT space that feel like they have to cheat the process. And they do that by announcing these flashy incentives and the flashy utility and trying to gamify the aspects of it. And guess what? For the pumponomics in the short term, you know, hey, you might be able to ride the wave of whatever Ponzi it's in. But that's why it all goes back to the original vision of everything with the stonks being about the art and purely about the art. Because once you have people that collect 
for the art and that appreciate it for something that's deeper, again, it goes back to it. Art and history are transcendent. Utility fades. So, somebody know, quote man, that. That's, <laughs> that's still my. That's still my take. You know, like any of these utility things, it's like, oh well, you know, hey, you, like, dude, look at look at the whole Benji situation. I don't know much about his project. I don't know much about that whole thing. But he's like, man, you know, this just isn't a sustainable business. Well, dude, guess what? You know, if you ask me. Like, why have, why have I kept the lights on with the stonks? Because the honest truth is like, you know, as much as I plan on doing some other stuff with ledge art down the road, I don't treat this fully as a business right now. Right. Like I treat it as a community. I treat it as a project that I believe in same as you guys do. And I treat it as something that like, I'm very passionate about, but for me, it's not about the cash flow coming in. Right. Like that's not necessarily the thing that, you know, because if it were about that, then yeah, it'd be about like, what are the other utilities that I'd be building around it? But again, like, you know, you look at what made punks have this incredible run back in the day where they caught a bid and they started off was it because there was a team behind it with Larva Labs that had this cash flow product and all these other crazy things that drove it? No, right? Like, it was people that had been around hanging out for years that just appreciated the art, appreciated the history behind it, that ended up turning it into a movement. You know, I think one one more thing to add a caveat on in all this, too, is leading by example with accountability. And I think that's something that we as a family have developed together, is holding each other accountable, holding our decisions accountable, holding our intentions accountable. And that's something that is hugely missing in this space and in life in general is accountability so hat tip to this family for that man for sure yes sir pick god what's up man bro i was just gonna uh touch on like some of the art aspect of nfts real quick like i don't know if you've been uh following refic at all with like the winds of uh Ioana, but this uh last week is the last couple of days of his unsupervised collection at the MoMA. And he's actually going to be there on Sunday, I guess, kind of talking about it and closing it out. So I think I'm actually going to head up there uh, to New York City like Sunday morning and go check out the exhibit, hopefully get a chance to talk to him. I think that's pretty cool, you know, positive in the NFT space and in terms of art. Uh, that's awesome, man. Um, dude, I won't lie, though. Um, I, I heard that you're going to an exhibit, but I had somebody call me twice during the course of that that I kept pressing hang up on, so I missed like the big first half chunk of it. Nah, so I, I, was, like, the road saying, trip. Uh, I don't know if you've been following like Refic at all, the guy who like made wins of uh Ioana, but he has a collection at the MoMA in New York City called Unsupervised, it's like a huge uh exhibit. And they're closing it this weekend, so he's actually going to be there on Sunday. So I'm going to head up and like hopefully get a chance to talk to him, meet him, whatever, listen to the panel. I don't necessarily know how it's going to go, but I'm like, all right, fuck it. I kind of want to see it in person, and should be pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, I mean, like I, I, I like how some of these artists have, you know, the combination of both, though. So... <laughs> 
I do think there is some irony somebody brought up recently where I was reading something by NFT stats, whatever that punk person is. And they put up something where it was this whole, it almost was this like enlightenment type of post about how NFTs have made this jump. (laughs) The new trend in NFTs was physical, right? And like, I just thought that was so ironic because it's like, okay, the new trend in digital art is physical art. Like, what are you, what do you, what do you mean? New trend in digital art is physical art. I, I like, I get it. You can display it as physical art, but it's not, I don't know. Maybe I'm like, I, the irony's lost on me a little bit. I, I do think it's cool how you can display it in galleries and how you can have these type of events to be able to connect with different people that are interested in the space. But that whole post that I read, there was just something about it that I was just laughing my ass off with. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. It was like the trend of, of physical uh, in the form of NFTs, right? But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean because I feel like the same way. But I think in a sense of like, I don't know if you listen to uh, like the Thread Guy Beeple podcast or interview from that uh, Punks meetup that people. I need to. No, I haven't yet. Um, I mean, I thought it was, like, I don't, I didn't really know too much about Beeple, I think, like, heading into that. Like, I kind of knew some stuff about the everydays and, you know, that he's been working on art for a long time. But, like, one of the questions, you know, Thread Guy asks him towards the end of that interview is, like, you know, how does the traditional art world, like, view you, right? Like, as someone who's been pushing this digital art narrative, right? And he said with still, like, a lot of skepticism, but, like, I think when you have a piece like that unsupervised by a refic, like as a main exhibit in the MoMA, I'm pretty sure it's in like the lobby there essentially. Like, I think that kind of helps push the narrative. Like, okay, like digital art is a real form of art, you know, whether you're going to accept it now, like this older generation is still up for interpretation, but like people commented, you know, the kids who are growing up now in this younger generation of people, like when they look at digital art, like they accept it because it's all they've known. Right. So I think it's just like kind of bridging those different generations, which I think is a little interesting. Yeah, no, that is, that is cool, man. I mean, I, I, I am excited about um, Art Basel. Like I'm, I'm still pretty positive that I'll be able to make it up there for that. So um, Art Basel, I think is the real merge of the two spaces whenever you're talking about that. So, you know, it, it really shows you it's all about the art. Um, oh yeah. But um, we're doing pandemonium this year, big guy. Pandemonium, dude, that's in December, right? Like a week before Christmas or two weeks before. It's Christmas. like a week uh, after, week after Basel. Basel. Yeah. A week, dude, there's zero way. I mean, I love bags and I like, but here's my deal. He won't go to Vegas, Rooster, you know that. Yeah, like I'm not going, and I I think I realized this too. I'm just not like, you know, especially if there are going to be some of those type of events where you're going to a club or going to whatever party for a few, I am not the type of guy that it's like, I want to do that every weekend. So... (laughs) You know, I'll go to Basel. I will get my social fill in there and, you know, I'll go to whatever events I have to rub shoulders. But I'm a boomer at this point, man. I'm not trying to go out to the next. Like, I love those guys, but, dude, they go a little bit too hard for me. I can't keep up. 
I don't know. Talking about caffeine at 2 a.m. <laughs> sounds like you can't keep up. <laughs> I mean, hey, I can keep up. I can keep up. But do I want to keep up these days? That's the question. Right now, I'm like, eh, it's not preferable. I'll, I'll yeah, see you at Basel. I'm probably... Rooster, you're not going to go to Basel? Probably bro? skipping Basel. Nah, dude. Like, I have a wedding to go to in like two weeks, which I just found out I'm a groomsman for. So I had to go get tux fitted yesterday, too. Like, and then pandemonium. Then, I mean, unless, unless I hit some nice longs or shorts, whatever position that's making me money. Um, Basil's a Basil's a no at this point in time. Well, Rooster, I feel you on that. The only reason why I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make Basil happen is I have a good buddy that moved to Miami. Um, that actually has. <laughs> Sorry, I got cut off by call again. They keep calling back. Uh, but I've got a good buddy that moved to Miami that like had a couple extra bedrooms, and he doesn't know I'm gonna stay with him yet. I still need to tell him I'm gonna stay with him, but. <laughs> That's my game plan. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to crash with that, dude. Like, he's got a nice place. And here's the deal, though. Like, the back story of this. So, like, back during COVID, um, this guy, he and I both were going through a really rough time where I was, you know, you, you guys have heard my COVID, like, 2020 story before. So, I was dating, you know, my ex at the time. I was with her. And her sister, her sister's ex, was also going through a really tough time, like rehab, all this other stuff. And in the process, was living at their apartment. So both of us, for like six months, man, were just down, like trying to work our way out of a really tough situation. We were together like every day through that time, really bonded. But they took him in because he had like nowhere else to go. Well, in the process of that, you know, his company, he had like a medical, you know, a lab, basically, absolutely blew up because of COVID, right? You know, they were doing COVID testing, so they blew up. He made a shit ton off that, and then also ended up starting like, you know, a CBD, Delta 8, whatever company that blew up, like a med spa company that blew up, and like a few other things. And, you know, absolutely just crushed it with all these ventures. But we had the six months in hell. <laughs> like, there were basically four of us living in this tidy-ass apartment, all in the same spot. So, like, that dude's like my brother at this point. Even though neither of us date those girls anymore, like, still share that. That's hilarious. b has no idea I'm crashing on his couch either. Hey, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I remember last year at Basel, uh, when we were leaving, you know, B Way was just like, come back anytime. I was like, you're going to regret that. <laughs> I was like, I'll just book a flight one day, not even tell you, knock on your door. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I'm like, all right, this is the bear market hustle. So my, my trade off is going to be like, all right, bro, I'll get you into a few events. You just give me a place to crash. You know, we'll call it an even, even trade. <laughs> So we'll see, but that's that's the current game plan. If that falls through, I probably won't be going. But if it does go through, which I think it will, I need to just hit him up like today while I'm thinking about it. But that's that's the game plan. 
it's not like previous years where it's like, oh, I'm going to book a thing at the, you know, whatever <laughs> right. uh, for for a week. Like, nah, man, I'm it's a bear market hustle. Um, but y'all, I'm sorry. I, I just looked at the time. I, I really do, unfortunately, have to cut it short with today's space. Um, wanted to make sure though that we got one in. Stonks are inevitable, um, but I've got to finish packing and hit the road here in just a bit. So love you guys, um, you know, and I will uh, see y'all here the next week. And Frederick, I'm sorry, I never even got to give you a chance to speak, man. I feel, I feel it's, it's all good. I, I joined late. Much love, everyone. I'll, I'll catch y'all next time. All right, y'all take it easy. Enjoy your weekends. Cheers, later. Much love.